Welcome to the Of Sound Mind podcast. If you would, please check out the link for my landing page. There you'll see links to my Instagram page, the gear store, as well as my new Instagram page and Telegram group, The Wolf Pack. In today's episode, uh, I speak with my great friend Shane from Ferocious Fatherhood. I really hope this conversation encourages you and also gives you some grit in the pursuit of being the husband and father that your family needs you to be. Now, let's get after it. What's going on, everybody? I'm here with my good friend, Shane. Shane, how you doing, man? What is up, Cody? How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good. I'm, I'm excited to have you on today. Uh, I think we're think we have a really good conversation uh, ahead that we talked about. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and tell everybody who you are and uh, a little bit about Ferocious Fatherhood, all that good stuff. Yeah, man, absolutely. So first off, let me say, man, it's an absolute honor to be here talking to you. Man, I had such a blast when you were on. You were one of my first recordings and we had so much fun. Just, you know, two military you know, folks just sitting there talking, man. It was a blast, man. I loved it. Yeah, that was a good conversation, <laughs> man. I, I I go back and listen yeah. to that one sometimes. I showed my wife, and she really liked that one. So, yeah, man, it was it was awesome. But uh, yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, my name is Shane Gangler. I am the founder of Ferocious Fatherhood. Uh, right now, Ferocious Fatherhood is just a a place for like minded individuals to get together. That, I mean, we we believe that we are some some freaking badass dudes, man. We're some <laughs> some you know some fierce fathers out there. You know, fatherhood is definitely not for the weak. So right now we're just kind of gathering, you know, folks that believe the same mindset, um, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with people, getting getting our word out there, man. We, we really believe that fatherhood, you got to be strong for it. And the modern view of fathers today is nowhere near what it what it is and what it should be. I mean, we're like I said, man, we're some fierce people. Fatherhood, you know, fathers are definitely not to be messed with. We you know, we protect our, our folks, we protect our family, our friends, you know, and that's, that's really like the mindset that we're trying to push out through Ferocious Fatherhood. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah. And I saw you were uh, recently on uh, the Rising Father podcast. Go ahead and promote that one. That's, that's freaking sweet, dude. Um, I, I'm excited to go listen to that one after, after our conversation. Yeah, man. So I, I actually had a, so I actually had Chris on mine probably four or five weeks ago. Oh. And then a week before that, I was on his. So we uh, we got to have a cool little conversation, talk a little bit more like his his style, his flavor. And then when he came on mine, we got to talk a little bit more of my style, my flavor. And man, it was awesome just sitting down, just talking with that. That dude's awesome. If you, if you all don't know him, seriously, get out there, follow him. He's got some great stuff, great, great information. Man. Yeah, I love his page. Um, I had no idea that you already talked to him. I'll have to go back and, and listen to those. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, him and I talked, like I said, about a week before mine. And it was a little, uh, I don't know, we had like a little bit of a delay when we would talk. So maybe he's still working on the editing or whatever. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'll have to go listen to that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. Ferocious Fatherhood is, I love your page. Um, I still need to get around to getting one of your shirts. Is that that one you were wearing in that? um that video you posted I, speaking of which the running with scissors was dope <laughs> thank you man thank you all the way um but that shirt you were wearing is that a newer one uh so i have maybe five shirts six shirts somewhere in there um i've designed them kind of like way in the beginning originally like when i first started ferocious fatherhood 
I've kind of focused on the stuff that was fun. And for me, kind of like designing t-shirts was a little bit of fun. And then uh, it kind of helped me build some of that momentum into being, you know, putting myself out there. So those, uh, I wouldn't say they're new, but I'm like constantly kind of trying to tweak them or um, I, I got two new ones that aren't up on the website yet um, just because I haven't gotten around to to updating that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I'll have to check those out and get one. But uh, uh, yeah, man, like you said, um, I want to go back to, you know, we're both in the military oh. and uh, we both have families. Now, my situation in the military is a lot different than yours. Maybe. But um, so when I first started active duty, I was an 18 year old little punk. I didn't have a family. <laughs> um, and that was the that was the first three years I was active duty. I, I was single and living in the barracks. And so I didn't really have the only thing that really did suck was, you know, my my parents and my siblings. That was kind of my like that affected me pretty well. Um, that's why I went National Guard is so that I could be, you know, home, still serve um, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, now um, with with my family that I have, my wife and daughter, um, the only experience I have away from those two is recruiting. And I'm sure, you know, recruiting hours aren't the the most conducive to a a happy family life. Um, Man, y'all work nuts hours. man. (laughs) Silly. It's silly is what it is. Um, But so I don't know if you know this. I I just recently got out of recruiting. Um, I resigned from the. AGR program and now I have a civilian job, but I'm still in the guard. So I'm, I'm a little nervous to see where that goes because once you go back to the part-time thing, you do your one week in a month and then you do your two weeks in the summer. Um, and the longest I've been away from my daughter is like a day. I, I, <laughs> I went on a retreat a couple months ago and it sucked, dude. I, I know it sounds kind of maybe a little wimpy to say, but man, I, it, it just, it sucked being away from my, my daughter and wife for that long. So um, maybe like, cause I'm sure you guys go to the field too. Um, do you like your training exercises and stuff? How, how has that affected you being in the military? Um, and then like, has it affected you with your family? Uh, yeah. So, so I actually started off in air national guard myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did four years in the air national guard. And then I absolutely, I loved being in the military, but wasn't super crazy about what it was that I did. I was a lab tech in the the Air National Guard. So like I work in a hospital, testing blood, kind of stuff like that. Oh, wow. And so I did that in the Guard. And then we, I decided that I want to go out active duty to try out for pararescue, which is uh, the Air Air Force's search and rescue um, teams. They're considered Air Force Special Operations. It's one of the hardest jobs. And that was my first time really kind of leaving. Uh, we were just married at the time, so we didn't have our, our son wasn't born yet. Mm. But that was my first time really kind of leaving my wife. And that was, you know, through modern technology, you know, we got to talk in the evenings. We got to talk in, you know, on the weekends. So that wasn't the worst. Like we were kind of able to be prepared for it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it still sucked. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it sucks. You know, it's, it's fun, but also sucks, you know, only being around, you know, 60 dudes all the time, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you're sleeping together, you know, all that crap, you know, whatever. Yeah. So uh, that was my first time kind of being away from just my wife. And that was pretty rough. And then that didn't work out. I actually got injured in the course. So that uh, didn't didn't work out. You know, I didn't 
become a PJ, which was fine. I mean, it actually worked out well because I actually ended up, we actually ended up getting pregnant, like pretty close to, uh, after I got returned to my, my AFSC or, or I guess my MLS. Nice. And so I went, you know, full time now I'm, I'm in the air force down in Fort Sam, down in San Antonio, actually. And I'm working, working back in the lab. Still not super crazy about it. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, you suck it up, you do your time a little bit. And then during that time frame, my son was born. And that was like a whole chain, like life-changing experience. Before my son was born, it was like, yeah, I'm all about the military. Like, sorry, sorry. My wife's name is Brittany. Like, sorry, Brittany, you know, the military, you need to do this. I got to come in early. I got to stay up late. I got to do, you know, we got to do whatever on the weekends. Right. And my son was born. It was like, man, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it was a life-changing experience for me. I want, I want to be home. Mm. And then, uh, I don't know, probably a couple, probably about six months after my son was born, it came up that uh, I got selected for a deployment. And that was like, so I was going to be leaving in about five months after I found out. So my son was about 11 months old. And that was hard to do. That was incredibly difficult to um, say bye to them before a deployment. And it really came down to, man, what, like, like what were my values? Did I value, you know, someone had to deploy, somebody had to do it. And if it wasn't going to be me, if I was going to turn it down, then that meant that somebody else who had kids was going to have to step up and do it. So, man, I, I really had to kind of weigh that fine line of like, is this acceptable for me to try to turn us down and someone else is going to have to go? Or do I need to, even though my son's not even one, do I need to stand up, show him what it's like to be a man? You know, I, vol- you know, I, I voluntarily joined the military. So, man, but, but putting them on that plane and having them, I put them on a plane before I deployed because they went back up to Virginia to stay with my, uh, my wife's family for a while while I was gone, man, that, you want to talk about hard. That's probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do was just look my son in the eyes. Be like, I, I know, I'm, you know, you're in a, a stroller. Now, when I come back, you're going to be walking, you're going to be making noises and I'm going to miss all that. Mm. I just, man, like I just had to, all right, this is, this is what I got to do. You got to pack it in, you know, tighten it up a little bit. This is what's got to happen. Wow. Wow, man. I appreciate that. That was, that was very encouraging because to put it in that perspective of a couple things, you know, how if, so, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to have to leave their family. And, yeah, and that's that, that just, that was like a wave that just hit me. Um, Cause I didn't even consider that because you know, I, going back to part time, I'm probably going to have to deploy at some point because I plan on doing 20 years. It's going to end up happening. Oh, um, yeah, man. You're going to do it at some point. So I I appreciate that you saying that. Um, so. But wow, man. Um, it, do you want to kind of maybe talk about like while you're on the deployment? I mean, if it's, you know, like some of the things that you struggled with, um, I, I I would assume the obvious um, you missed them, but like, was there anything maybe um, super traumatic maybe for you that that was happening while you were deployed and away from them? Uh, my, so my son was 11 months old when I deployed. Uh, obviously I was gone for six months. So I missed, you know, uh, first birthday. That was pretty rough. His birthday is in August. So I got there beginning of July and then a month into it 
was my son's birthday. So that was, I wouldn't say that was traumatic. I would say that was trying. That was pretty, that was kind of hard to, to balance. You know, it's, I'm, I'm going, I'm watching through Skype, you know, my son have his first birthday, you know, you get all teary eyed with that, but actually in the, so I got there in July and then the beginning of August, we actually, so my wife was found out we were pregnant pretty much right as soon as I was about to leave. And then in the beginning of August, we actually had a miscarriage. So that was incredibly difficult. That I would probably say was probably the hardest time of the actual, you know, the whole deployment was, you know, seeing just through Skype, my wife, my wife just breaking down, you know, losing it and literally being on the other side of the world, not able to do too much except, you know, pray, you know, share scripture if you, if you can, if you can find a scripture for, for something like that. You know, and you just, man, you just try to be there any way that you can. That was, that I would say was pretty traumatic. That, that was pretty rough. Yeah. And, and you bring up a good point. Um, you know, being so far away and there's just nothing you can do about it, man. That, that really takes a toll. I feel like on, I just, in general, on your, your, your strength, you know, like, am I even strong enough to do this? Like, I just want to go home right now. Yeah, um, and then you gotta you gotta continue to do what you're doing over there um, mm-hmm. i feel like that was that was probably definitely the hardest part um, yeah no, so it was, it was definitely rough to be like you know my, my wife told me i mean it, it happened in the evening my evening in qatar so her morning here in the states and it was rough to be like all right well no you know i ain't gonna sleep at all so then you're you know you're up all night crying thinking about it then the next morning i mean the world's still world continues man there's a war still going on you gotta wake up you gotta do what you were asked to do yeah what you're you know assigned to do there and you gotta do it yeah and that goes back to being that example for your kids and and your work hey you know this is something we have to do still and wow wow very encouraging um so uh let's see you get you come back from deployment um and now you're home um I, I feel like at that point it's 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 pretty easy to deal with you know field exercises and stuff like that since the deployment itself was way more difficult than you know something like that I, I what do you think yeah I mean the the field uh exercises definitely you know it's not it's still a trying time but not necessarily a traumatic one it's you, know, more- you don't have you don't have that going on um, I don't think I haven't really done too many. I think I've been gone maybe a week here or there, um, but nothing, nothing super crazy. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're with those, you're kind of able to rationalize a little, a little easier of like, Hey, this, you know, three days, you know, I'll be back when it's Monday morning, I'll be back Wednesday evening, you know, I'll take you out to dinner type of deal Thursday, you know, I'll have the day off type of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. So that, that, I mean, is nowhere near in comparison to, of the miscarriage while being deployed yeah man wow hmm. so i know you kind of already talked about um how you, it's something you got to do it's, it's showing your kids um you know staying true to your commitment and 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 being brave bold all those things is there anything else maybe that you could tell dads or uh, maybe even moms too if they're listening that are in the military uh, just kind of something encouraging that would, you know, because a lot of people struggle with it. 
um, you know, suicide rates are really high in the military. Um, yeah. It actually trickles down to the kids as well. I was just looking at a, a statistic that um, I think it said like 65% of kids with parents in the military also struggle with um, depression, uh, anxiety, things like that. So um, I guess my question is, you know, what, what are some ways that, you know, parents can kind of cope with that? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely hard. It's definitely never easy to be away. So I, I had to set kind of realistic expectations for me. That's something that really helped. I had to be like, okay, I'm going to miss his first birthday. It's going to be hard. This is what I can do. And this is what I'm going to do. And you, you act kind of on that and you make a plan based off of what you can do, um, kind of disregard what you can't really control. Because if you, man, you let that stuff that you can't control rattle rattle around in your head, man, it'll tear you up, man. I saw several, several dudes who, I mean, just, they just lose it. And then they're as a, a on an individual level are no good um, just because they, they didn't set necessarily realistic expectations. They thought like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we'll be, you know, I'll be able to be, be able to do this. And we were set to be home kind of right around Christmas time, like right after Christmas. So some of the guys will got really excited, like, yeah, you know, we'll be able to be home by Christmas. Cause you know, I heard that they're going to let us go a week early and try to get us out there. Hmm. And I, I just kept trying to like, Hey, the realistic expectation is that you're here until this date. Yeah. And until you get back on that plane on your way home, you know, you, you're, you're here. And that realistic expectation for me really helped out because there was no, I mean, there's no guesswork. I knew I was going to miss his first birthday. I knew I was going to miss, you know, his, it would, it would have been a second Christmas. I knew I was going to miss Christmas and that's just the way it was, yeah. but you just focus on the things that you can do um, and disregard the things that you can't. And then something that really helped me was you, you got to find why it is that you join the military. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I was severely affected by 9-11. Um, I was, I wouldn't say affected. I was severely impacted. Like, man, that just captured my attention. I didn't like the fact that somebody, you know, from the other side of the world could come here, kill 3,000 of our people, you know, and then, you know, disappear for a decade. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that just like ate me up. That did not sit right with me. So when I joined the military, I was really like, I want to say I really joined for like a patriotic reason. I didn't, I didn't care about college. I didn't care about, you know, I wouldn't say I necessarily cared about the money, you know, things like that, that didn't, didn't do much for me. I joined cause I wanted, I don't want my family to experience another nine 11. Mm-hmm. So that really kept me grounded. That really kept me, allowed me to have the ability to stay focused on what I needed to do uh, on those days when it was like, man, my, my wife and, and my son, they're having a blast at home. They just sent me a video. I'm missing them like, like crazy. But I, I just really had to dig deep and like, okay, this is why I joined. So they can have this fun and not, you know, I, I don't want my kid to grow up, get a job at the, the World Trade Center and have it collapse on them. There's, I, I, I couldn't live with myself knowing that I didn't do anything about that. So that really helped me having that, that value of, and that focus on why I joined. Yeah. And, and that's a really good um, segue into, you know, sacrifice. Um, even just a normal guy who's not in the military uh, goes to work every day, hates his job maybe. Um, and, you know, it, 
he's got to he's got to keep food on the table, and he's got to yeah. why he's doing it. You know, yeah. I'm I'm here because I have a family at home who d- is depending on me because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to take care of my family, so I I have to do this, and it's going to suck, but it's necessary. Yeah, man. I mean, you you hit that right on the head, man. I mean, just because that's how I approached it in the military. You, you take that same thought process and you can apply it across anything. Okay, this is why I'm going to a job that I don't necessarily like, but it provides great health coverage. And because of that, that health care, you know, my daughter is now able to get a, you know, a heart transplant or something like that. Um, you know, if you focus on things like that, it can make the reason that you go and do what you do um, bearable and understandable. And you get kind of fired up to go do it. Like, all right, cool. You know, my, my, my son needs, my son needs bread. Cool. What do I got to do? I got to go to work. Got to feed him. Got it. Mm-hmm. Check Roger. Yep. You know, nothing else matters. And then, I mean, you can apply that kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids need a, a healthy dad to, to, you know, my daughter needs a healthy dad to walk her down the aisle. I got to be in the gym. Got to be working out. I got to be running. I got to be, you know, my, my kids need to see a good example of somebody trying to achieve their goals. I, I got to show my son, my daughter, my wife, know this is the struggle that i put into you know even my business ferocious fatherhood you got they got to see that and then you're able to see hey look you're able to impart in them you know chase your dreams chase your goals Mm -hmm. and it it makes all those things in my eyes just you know all of a sudden it's no big deal yeah yeah and it teaches them that lesson and it also shows them like i this is how much i love you (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. do whatever it takes to ensure that you're taken care of Um, Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something so great and so important that I feel like a lot of this generation is missing. Um, That whole aspect of, (laughs) like you said, like we talked about earlier, um, there's, I feel like there's quite a bit of ferocious dads out there who are ruthless and who are willing to do whatever it takes to take care of their family. But man, there are a lot of dads who are not. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to watch. And I know a lot of people that have dads like that. Um, a lot of my wife's friends, um, a lot of, all, most of them are girls and, you know, I call them baby daddies because that's all they really are, you know? And I just hear her tell stories about her friends and how these dads just either don't care about their kids, um, don't care about, um, the mom of their kids. And it's just, it's, it's devastating to watch because I feel like that's the consensus uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, man. Like, like a lot of people, they're not, they're not thinking about like the multi-generational impact Mm -hmm. that they have. Like, I mean, if you're, are your kids going to look back at you and they're going to go, Hey, this was the broken link in my family line right here. And this is what I had to change. Or are they going to look at you and be like, Hey, this, this man right here started something and I'm going to keep it going. And a lot of dads, we myself included for a while, I didn't realize like the impact that a dad really, really has on their, on their kids. And ultimately their, I mean, their bloodline, what I, what I teach my kids, he's going, they're going to teach their kids. They're going to teach their kids. You know, I'm going to be around to see my grandkids. So I have a direct influence on two generations. And then if my grandkids are around to see their grandkids, you know, that's another, what, eight generations or whatever generations right there that I could have directly impacted. Mm. And a lot of dads don't realize that. And that's why it's like, man, when, when you come home from work and you're tired, I get it, but you've got to dig deep. You, you pick up your kids. I mean, pick up your kids until you literally cannot pick them up anymore. 
because they you, you got to do that man you you have to dig deep enough that's your job as as a dad to to get up and do that yep yep and that i feel like that should affect how you how you perform as well because like you know there were a few there's some days where you just go into work and you just kind of you you do enough to make your paycheck that day you know what i mean like so something oh, yeah. i tried to do uh recently is with this new job i'm going in with a mindset of you know i i'm going to overperform at all times because even though my wife and kids can't see me right now it it's that it's that mindset of you know i'm gonna do what i have to do even when they're not able to see it you know what i mean like yeah absolutely it maybe sounds kind of obvious to say but well i I think what you're doing there is you're you're building and if you already have that trait of giving everything that you you can then you're continuing to build on that and that just carries over in all facets of your life then Mm -hmm. i mean how important is that going to be for your kids to see that i mean your your kids are going to look at you and you know hey my dad gave everything regardless of the the extreme um you know, the outside factors, everything is intrinsic. His, his motivation was intrinsic. And that is really important for your kid to, to see. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And this is also encouraging for me, man. I, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've got 10 years in and every, it, whenever things get real difficult, you know, you know, with the military, I'm like, man, I got 10 more years. I don't know if I can, if I can cut it, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a few things that go into that. Um, one, the benefits, if I spend 20 years in the military, my, you know, we're going to be getting paid the rest of our life. We're going to have great benefits, all these good things. But at the same time, just like you said, it's showing that commitment. Like I started this, I have to finish it. I have to, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that, man. Man. So, so how, how scary was that for you to, I mean, I view military life as pretty stable, you know, yes, you're gone, but I get a paycheck pretty frequently um, my health care is pretty regular i don't really have to worry about things like that mm. but man how, how scary was it for you to, to kind of come off orders um and then kind of go into the civilian world how, how how scary was that man brother it is still scary um yeah. because so right now i'm on terminal leave so i'm kind of done okay. a little bit for now so we have that security um but to leave that comfort because the military for the past 10 years is all i've known it's all i've really cared about um so it was very uncomfy if, if you're asking to get out of that that um that routine that norm what i'm comfortable with um now granted the civilian job that i'm going to is also recruiting um, okay. so it's 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 generally the same but as far as the security financially um health benefits. We are taking a bit of a pay cut, stuff like that. I don't want to go too deep into it, but as far as that goes, but, um, yeah, it's, it's still scary, man. Um, there's a lot of unknown factors. Um, but I think that's the beauty of taking a risk, uh, for the sake of your family, because, um, I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, recruiting really took a toll on my mental health. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, you know, I'd come home, I was pretty, pretty cold, pretty distant most of the time. And it just got worse as, as time went on in recruiting, as things got sillier within the recruiting world itself. Um, and that's not even necessarily the leadership's fault. It's just the factors that go into it. And then, you know, we're expected to, to do this job um, in, in an environment that 
the military has never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that uncertainty. Um, but it was really affecting the, the reason I left was because it was affecting my health here at home. Mm-hmm. Um, my physical health, I stopped working out. Um, I wasn't eating very well. I wasn't eating much at all. Lost oh, a lot wow. of weight, you know. Um, I'm getting back into my routines now. But ultimately, it was a decision I had to make for my family. Um, and also, you know, for my mental health. But yeah, dude, um, <laughs> I'm just... I'm trusting God on this one, you know? So something that I don't I, I can't remember if I talked about it on my podcast or not. I literally had reached my limit, right? With this job. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a unfortunate events that happened this past, that past week um, where I was just, I was by myself at home and I was literally walking around the house, talking out loud to God, like begging him, like, God, if you want me to stay in recruiting, I will. If you want me to stay in this current job that I'm in, I will do it. But um, I hate it. (laughs) I hate it because it's affecting me. It's affecting my family. If you want me to stay, I will. But if you want me to get out, um, then I will I will do whatever I have to to pursue getting out and finding something else. Well, the literally the next day, um, the job that I work at now that I applied for, you know, two weeks before that, I, I was like, I'm they're not going to accept my job offer. You know, I'm just going to have to stay in recruiting. Literally the next day after that prayer, they, they called me, dude. And they're like, Hey, we just, we saw your resume and your application. We want to, we want to ha- set up an uh, interview with you. I was like, no way, God. <laughs> All, right. All right. I get it. I hear what you're saying. So I went to the interview, um, they didn't offer me the job on the spot, which I guess is pretty normal with like higher up corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. I've always just been accepted jobs on the spot because they're like mom and pops or like, you know, fabrication places, whatever. But mm-hmm. then the, and then the next day after the interview, they told me that they wanted to give me the job. And I was like, all right, God. All right. Let's do this. Yep. I hear you loud and clear. Check. Yeah. Roger. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so I'm pursuing this this new career with everything that I got for the sake of honoring for honoring God and giving me this job. Um, give him the glory for it. And then also to take care of my family. But there's still parts of me, man, where I'm just I'm still trying to work out trusting God completely because mm-hmm. um, my the human side of me kicks in. And it's like, well, but look at the finances and look at this. And are you sure you're going to be able to your wife might have to get a job now? Um, we've been doing the stay at home mom thing, which mm-hmm. is job, by the way, that's phew. Yeah. I couldn't do what she does, man. But yeah, that is a hell of a job there. <laughs> yeah. But man, I'm just trusting God through it. Um and that's all I can really do because he he gave me what I asked for. Um and so I gotta I gotta stay true to that. Yeah, man, that that's all that's so awesome to hear. Congratulations on that, man. Congrats on like man, just having the courage to be like, hey, I'm gonna walk away from something steady. This might not be as steady, but this is what I need to do. And hearing you say that you did it for your family, man, I was just like freaking like a bolt of lightning right there, man. <laughs> you, you got sometimes you got to walk away from that comfort yeah. for your family. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. man. Good for you. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to share uh, as far as military goes uh, maybe some encouraging last words for our our dads our ferocious dads out there yeah man all right so listen up keep it up 
whatever you're doing, you freaking, you keep crushing it. And if you need to step it up and then you step it up, there is nothing stopping you from, from reaching the, like the, the highest potential that you can reach for your family. You need to be a better individual for your family. So go learn something new, you know, make sure that your kids are always watching you learn. You need to be a better, even if you're not married and you have, you have kids with, you know, a, a, a random woman or maybe as an ex-girlfriend, maybe it's an ex-spouse, whatever, but you got to treat her like gold as well because your, your kids are watching you, how you treat her. And that's going to, your relationship with them will flourish if you treat her with the utmost respect that you have. And then, man, just go be there for your kids. Go, go dig deep. Do not let whatever it is that's bothering you at work. Don't take that crap home with you. you you've got to leave that at work. Cause like what you were saying, Cody, man, that stuff will, that'll weigh on you. Mm. So leave it there at work, go home. Cause that's your real job being, being with your kids, raising the next generation. That's your real job. Even if you got to step away when you're deployed, you got to go, you know, whatever you got to do, you got to go across the country for your, for a job for, you know, X amount of months, you go do that and focus on why you're doing it and do not lose sight of that. Hold that as tight as you can and don't let anybody take that away from you. Wow. Beautiful, man. Perfect. Uh, well, I appreciate it, brother. This was a, uh, this was definitely a very encouraging conversation for me as well. Um, so I hope it encourages everybody else. Um, uh, ooh, this this was great. This was something I've been needing to do. I, I talk about it in one of my videos, but man, about like six weeks ago, man, I, I hit a wall where I just needed to take a break. And I've been having such a hard time getting back into it. And when you pinged me for this, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to <laughs> do this. Absolutely. I was like, all right, it's time. Like, I need to do this. Cody's an awesome freaking dude. I love I love his, his company, man. I'm, I'm literally wearing one of your shirts right now, dude. Freaking love it. I was like, all right, so you you have helped encourage me get back into it at the level that I need to. So thank you for having me on, man. It's been an honor and a privilege. Absolutely, brother. That's so cool to hear. Thank you for that. Oh, dude, thank you. I'm, I'm telling you, man, you, you could ask my wife. I was in like such a slump of like, man, like, man, we, I've had shoulder surgery. I'm literally, literally sitting here in a sling right now, like uncomfortable. But I was like, man, I, I got to do this. This is what I feel I'm called to do. I've got to get out there and be and promote this. So I was so excited when you, when you hit me up because you, like you said before, man, we had such a good conversation. I was like, yep, I'm doing this hands down. Yep. Saturday. Yep. Yep. Got it. Yep. Man. And I commend you for that because I, I know like when you're down and out like that, um, I know you probably have a lot of time to just kind of sit and think. Um, and it probably weighs down on you a lot. Um, I'm sure you were going, you're, you're still going through a little bit of a funk. Um, but that's so encouraging to hear that, you know, regardless and in spite of that, you know, mm -hmm. you're jumping right back on it and getting right back into it. Um, that's a good freaking dad right there, man. Yeah. Thanks, brother. So I actually got some encouragement from Dinesh Law from Fatherhood uh, First. He, he when I got to talking to him on my show. He was like, hey, when, when you need to take a break, take a break. Hmm. When you need to, you know, if, if you're pushing too hard, then, then take a step back. Don't be afraid to, to do it. But then when you're ready to get back into it, get back into it and go. It's like, all right, you got it. So like, I just kind of kept that in my mind. And you know, I, I didn't really, you can't beat yourself up when you need to take a break. Mm. You, you really need to give yourself that slack if you, if you need it. Uh, so I know we kind of started to wrap up, but I actually have a question about that. Um, take yes, it, what does that look like for you? 
take like taking a break yeah like just kind of taking a knee um taking a step back from things um if you want to go into it what does that look yeah, like man. i have no problem going into it so i'll give you like a real like uh personal story here so in the past six months uh let's see i've, I've started ferocious fatherhood we pcs um for the military from texas to utah we i got promoted so i took on new responsibilities in my job mm. um, we had my, my daughter was born back in july and my wife so my daughter was born via c-section so my wife had to recover from that and then i had shoulder surgery so it the past six months you know it, it's 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 been pretty rough mm. you know there's been times where it's like man i need a break and then finally i was like all right I need a break because I started to recognize some things that I was doing as well. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I recognized that, okay, I'm lashing out at my kids for doing, you know, what a four-year-old is supposed to do. Yeah. And that wasn't fair to him. And then, you know, I'm up in the middle of the night with my newborn daughter and, you know, going to a dark place at 2 a.m. in the morning when she's crying in my face. Yeah. And then I started lashing out at my wife and I started to, you know, when, when for things that she did not deserve at all. I was like, all right, like something's up here. I know myself. And then what really kind of set me off was I, I, I love working out. I love working out regularly every other day. You know, I'm in the gym. And when I started to like, I'm not going to work out today. I was like, well, that's weird. I've, I've never, literally never talked like that. And then once I realized like, okay, I started to miss a couple of days and was okay with missing it. Then I was like, all right. So I, I recognize these signs. I recognize something's going on. What's going on? And I really had to kind of reflect on it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you're, you're done all this stuff. You got all this stuff going on. You need to take a break. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to take a break. What I'm going to do is I, I devoted kind of, every, you know, 15, 20 minutes every single day. and just kind of sit down and I'm by myself, breathe, you know, relax. I wouldn't say I did like meditation or anything like that, but just kind of like, you know, take, take in the, um, you're just taking God's beauty pretty much. Like right now, I'm, you know, we're, we're out in Utah and I'm sitting at the base of a mountain pretty much right now while I'm talking to you. You know, I see a whole the Wasatch mountain range right here. Mm-hmm. So I really just kind of like focused on, okay, let me see the beauty in these little things. And I really, you know, I had to take a step back. Ferocious fatherhood, as much as I love it, it was, it was taking up so much of my time. So I had to kind of let that go. I had to kind of reschedule some of the podcast videos that I wanted to do. I had to kind of take a step back from doing that, I kind of had to take a step back from some of these other things. Um, we, you know, take a take a little break from some friends, take a break from some family members type of deal. Yeah. Kind of, kind of things like that. And that was really kind of like the big things that I really had to do. And then it was just kind of like, all right, you know, you, it's okay that you're not okay, but it's not okay to stay here. What do you need to do to get back to it? Well, I know that, I, you know, working out regularly makes me feel great. Okay. I'm going to work out regularly. I'm not going to skip anything. I, I just really started to hold myself accountable. Um, really hold myself accountable again, really kind of brought me back to myself. And I really started to, to feel much better after that. So that, that was, that's what really helped me come out of it was getting back to like my normal routine, um, taking a break from the things that were overbearing so I could really focus on what it was that I needed to focus on my wife, my kids, my family, my, my mental health, my physical health. Those were the top, the top things that I really had to focus on. Wow. Yeah. And that like, um, you know, working out probably had to do it even though you didn't want to, or didn't feel like it, um, kind of 
getting a little or having a little bit of grit, kind of pushing through the the things your mind's telling you, 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 you it thinks you should do kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. And then also, you know, being intentional. Uh, if if you're feeling stressed out, not taking it out on your wife kind of thing, um, that's something that, you know, I'm still working on too. Um, and so, first of all, great. That was, I appreciate you telling me that, man. That's yeah. awesome. I commend you for that. Um, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's hard to do, man. It It's hard mm-hmm. to, first of all, it's hard to recognize that there is a problem and that you need to take a break. And then it's also hard for a lot of men, I feel like, to to have enough uh, courage to do that, to actually take mm-hmm. a break. Because life doesn't stop, man, you know? And it, yeah. all these things and all these people, you got to stay up on these relationships and, and you got to do these things that you have to do and things that you want to do and there's just not enough time in the day, man. And to, to step back and take a break and be intentional about it. It's hard to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Cause it takes, I feel like it takes a toll on your, your pride and, and all these things. And so I definitely, I definitely commend you for that, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. And I, I'm going to commend you right back because it's not easy to, I mean, it sounds like recruiting took its toll on you. And I mean, you, you went huge, like a whole new job. I mean, that is one of the most stressful events that you can take on. Yeah. So the fact that you went through that for your family, man, that, that is so encouraging to me to hear, like, cause man, I'll, I'll be honest, like my, my contract's up in a couple of years. If I'm going to take that step, man, I won't be hitting you up. Like, Hey man, how'd you do this? How'd you handle that? What, what happened here? What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for it, man. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, really. Well, I think I think that's a good note to end on, man. Uh, so a lot of the things that we talked about in this in this episode, I, I definitely would like to have a conversation with you again. I think that opened up the door for a few more things for us to kind of dig deeper on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just I'll, I'll reach back out to you. We'll get back on here and we'll have some more conversations. Yeah, brother, man, I'm all on board. You know, I'm, I'm all about this networking and, you know, you and me, we can go much farther than what I could do by myself or what you could do by yourself. So I'm all in favor of that, brother. I'd love to be back on. It's an honor. Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate your time. I love you. Um, yeah. And- Thanks, buddy, brother. Thanks, man. I love it. Love, love talking to you. Love you, man. Keep that. Keep your keep it up, man. Just keep crushing it, dude. Yeah. You too, brother. You too. We're just that's all we can do, man. Just keep grinding. Yeah, brother. Let's do it, man. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's get off here and, uh, you know, do our thing. Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, brother. Man, I love what you're doing. Keep it up, man. All right, brother. You too. All right. Later, man. Later. Hey, one last thing before we, uh, we sign off here. Since uh, I failed to ask... Shane, where you can reach him. Uh, if you go ahead and check out the description in this podcast, I'll have all the links available for all the ways that you can find him on YouTube, Instagram, and his website. So, hey, go check out Shane at Ferocious Fatherhood. Have a great rest of your day.